أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان اللعين الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد We give praises and thanks to Allah Azza wa Jal We send salutations and blessings to the noble messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam we send same to his noble household, his illustrious companions, and on all those who follow the path of righteousness until the last day. May Allah make us of them. Allahumma amin. This is your brother Idris Muhammad Madugu, and inshallah we are going to look at our lesson of Al-Usul Salatha. And this is going to mark the sixth lesson, inshallah azawajal. It will be very advisable or recommended if you want to understand the lesson in full you get the previous audios because the logic flow in this sequence the understanding flows in this sequence inshallah today we are going to look at al martaba to thani al the second level in our previous lesson we looked at the first level which is al islam the previous lesson number five we look at al-islam which is the submission to the will of allah azawajal. we treated it in great detail inshallah azawajal, where we ended on al-hajj the fifth pillar of islam where we cited the ayah walillahi ala nasi hijjul bayti man istata'a ilayhi sabila wa man kafara fa inna allaha ghaniyun anil alameen inshallah azawajal, we are going to look at al-martabatu thaniyah the second level so imam says al-iman that the second level is al-iman and this particular level is the second level of faith in islam we have three levels of faith we have the islam we have the iman and then we have ihsan all of them are certain levels of faith that is when you are looking at it from a certain perspective, they are considered levels of faith. And if you are looking at it from another perspective, you will see Islam as a complete religion that, that, that encapsulates all of these. But now we are looking at it from the perspective of levels, grades. So then that means they are putting Islam into various grades. We have the grade one, we have the grade two, and then the grade three. Inshallah. So we are going to look at the grade two, which is Iman. It says, Wahua bidun wasabaruna shurba. That's the whole concept of Al Iman. When we say Iman, it contains or comprises of over seventy branches. And then the highest of all of them, or the one on top of the list, is the declaration or the saying of La ilaha illallah. And then the lowest, or the one at the lower point of it, to remove harmful particles or anything harmful from the path. So which means Iman, the first entry point to Iman is to declare the Shahada, to believe in the Shahada, to accept 
the concept of tawhid the oneness of allah azza wa jal that is the entry point but now that you enter into the the fold of iman then there are ways you have to manifest that iman and some of those ways will include doing very little things such as removing harmful stuff from the path where where people will pass so when a person has that level of consciousness where he's always trying to remove harm from the lives of people then it means iman has been manifested in him now the iman moves away from just the declaration to practice and now he is able people are able to see him to be very kind he is very generous he is very compassionate so compassion is a manifestation of iman sometimes people trivialize certain little things but it is requirements it is a requirement in iman that you give so much importance to little things as little as removing harmful substances from the way people will pass walhaya and then shyness modesty shu'bun min al-iman it is a branch in faith it is a whole branch in faith alhaya which is modesty shyness it is a branch in faith so in islam we have a concept called alhaya shyness where a person has this level of bashfulness he would not engage in things that are disunravel if you like it this unravel stuff that will not be so pleasing to allah azza wa jalla stuff that would not look so unravel even in the sight of people he would not he or she would not engage in those shameful acts why because he has alhaya so alhaya part of the manifestations of alhaya is that a person stays away from the maharimillah the things that allah azza wa jal forbids why because the first entity he feels shy of is allah azza wa jal because at the time you are going to commit that particular crime the shyness between you and allah azza wa jal helps you to refrain from that particular evil act you are about to commit and also the shyness between you and the believing ummah the shyness between you and humanity prevents you from participating in certain acts that are considered less honorable so that is the concept of alhaya but sometimes people confuse alhaya with takabbur we have the concept of takabbur which is arrogance for example there is this saying that al-iman la yata'allaman mimul mustahi wa mimul mustakbir that there are two kinds of memes they would never learn and the first one is mimul mustahi the meme of one who is shy wa mimul mustakbir and mustakbir and the meme of the one who is arrogant so the mustahi is not learning why because he is shy to go and learn and the mustakbir also does not learn because he is shy he feels too proud to go and learn now the two of them have been placed within the same category why because the shyness the person is having that is preventing him from learning is a shyness due to arrogance he feels he is too big to go and sit down and learn he feels he is too old to go and sit down among little children and learn he feels 
Why should people see me learning Surah Al-Fatiha now? So that type of shyness is frowned at in Islam. It is frowned at. Islam frowns against such kind of shyness. The shyness Islam recommends and promotes is the shyness that makes you honorable and dignified. For example, you are shy to go and beg around. You want to earn your own halal. You want to work no matter how small it is. This is istighfaf. You are trying to, you know, maintain the dignity that Allah Azza wa Jal has blessed you with. There is a narration attributed to the Prophet Sallallahu where a man who always just gets up and all he does was to go and then all he do is to go around praising rich people so that he earns some money out of that job. The Prophet ﷺ quickly advised him and cautioned him to use the money he has to go to the bush and make some firewood and sell that firewood and earn money out of his own sweat and depend on that money. That is more dignifying than him going around and begging people or praising people for money. So that is how Islam looks at the concept of Al-Haya. And once we are talking about the concept of Al-Haya, it is very important we highlight these gray areas. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant us understanding. So Al-Haya Shu'bun Min Al-Iman. Now, Wa Arkanuhu Sitta. Now the pillars of Iman. Iman as a concept also has its pillars on which it relies. When we say Iman, literally it means faith or belief. So now the question arises, what do you believe in? And that is when the Arcanal Iman will come in to explain to us the various things we are, or the various articles we are supposed to place our firm belief and faith in. So the first one is Antu Minabillah, to believe in Allah Azza wa Jal. وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ To believe in the angels of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَكُتُبِهِ And the books, the divinely revealed books of Allah Azza wa Jal. وَرُسُلِهِ And the messengers that Allah Azza wa Jal sent. وَلِيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ And to believe in the last day. وَبِالْقَدْرِ And to also believe in divine preordainment or divine decree. خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ Both the good of it and the bad of it. So when we say unto minabillah to believe in Allah Azza wa Jal, it comes in various forms, or you look at it from various dimensions. First of all, you believe in the existence of Allah Azza wa Jal, and this throws away atheism. You believe that Allah Azza wa Jal exists. Allah Azza wa Jal is not non-existent as the atheist would have us believe. So the first entry point to Iman, Billah, Iman with Allah Azza wa Jal, is that you believe first of all in the existence of Allah Azza wa Jal. You know Allah Azza wa Jal exists through the signs and creations of Allah Azza wa Jal. Because there cannot be design without a designer. Every design that you see has someone who has designed it. The same complex world, the heaven and the earth and all creation, are all indication of a perfect designer and that perfect designer and originator is Allah Azza wa Jal. So that is it. Now that you believe in the existence of Allah Azza wa Jal, then now you will follow it up by believing in the oneness of Allah Azza wa Jal, in the concept of Tawheed. 
You believe in the rububiya of Allah, which we have already explained in great detail in previous lessons. You believe in the uluhiya of Allah. You believe in the asma'i wa sifat of Allah, the names and attributes of Allah, the lordship of Allah. You believe in the fact that only Allah azawajal deserves to be worshipped. Now that you have all these, then now you will have to manifest this belief through acts of worship and obedience to Allah azawajal. So once you are on this trajectory, that is when we say your belief in Allah azawajal, your iman billah becomes complete. Now the second article of iman is Malaikatihi, to believe in the angels of Allah azawajal. You believe in the angels of Allah azawajal, that angels are servants of Allah azawajal and they are not children of Allah azawajal. The angels are servants and slaves who are subservient, who obey the command of Allah azawajal. Allah azawajal spoke about the angels where Allah azawajal says, Alayha malaikatun ghilazun shidad la ya'asoon allaha ma amarahum that in the hellfire there are angels who are very thick and tall and very scary and these angels Allah Azawajal is trying to give us the attributes of angels in general Allah Azawajal says La Allah they do not disobey Allah Azawajal with regards to the instructions Allah Azawajal gives them and they do exactly what Allah Azawajal asks them to do so you believe in the existence of angels as servants of Allah who are very obedient to Allah and that they carry out the command of Allah Azzawajal. Allah uses them in various ways to achieve all that Allah Azzawajal has decreed. So they are creations of Allah. Allah created them to serve certain purposes by the permission and command of Allah Azzawajal. You also believe the angels do not operate by their own power. But they are operating with the power of Allah Azzawajal. They don't come down except with the permission of Allah. They don't go up except with the permission of Allah. As it is recorded clearly in Maryam, We don't come down. The angels do not descend except with the permission of Allah Azzawajal. Then you also believe that angels have been created and some of them are given certain special positions like we have the malaika jibril who is the sahib of all the prophets the messengers of allah he brings revelation he is in charge of allah's revelation to the messengers of allah you believe in the malakul maut who has been appointed to take the souls of humans to take the souls of humans the the angel of death you also believe in israfil you believe in mikail and so on and so forth all these angels you must have a clear understanding what they do and the purpose for which allah azawajal creates them you also believe in the angels raqibun atid the as the white man says guardian angel the angels that are on your right and your left recording your deeds recording the good and the bad you have done anything you have done they are writing it down by the permission of allah you also believe in munkar and nakir in the grave these are angels that will come and question the slaves of allah after they are buried you also believe in the hamalatul arsh the angels that are bearing the throne of allah 
those that Allah spoke about them in the, on the day of Qiyamah, وَيَحْمِلُ عَرْشَ رَبِّكَ فَوْقَهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذِنْ ثَمَانِيًا in Surah Al-Haqqah. So these are the various duties the angels of Allah Azza wa Jalla are performing. Most importantly, you should see the angels as creations of Allah, as slaves of Allah, as obedient and dutiful servants of Allah, and as creations that have been created for purposes, various duties and roles. That is what you should know about the angels, and that they are not children of Allah Azza wa Jalla. What could to be he? And the next is to believe in the books, the divinely revealed books of Allah Azza wa Jal. That Allah Azza wa Jal, from time to time, since time immemorial, since the beginning of creation, has been sending revealed books to various ummah, to certain messengers with which they are guiding their people. By number, there are thousands of angels of messengers saints and prophets but by name 25 of them have been captured in the quran and some of the books that are divinely revealed by allah azza wa jal those that we know includes the torah that is the torah given to nabi musa wassalam, the injil which is translated as gospel the gospel given to Nabi Isa wassalam, the Zabur, which is translated as the Psalms given to Dawood wassalam, and we also have the Al Quran, which is given to the noble prophet Muhammad. Some also include the Suhuf Ibrahim wa Musa, the scrolls of Ibrahim wassalam, and the scrolls of Musa. As all part of revealed scriptures that Allah Azza wa Jal sent down. So what you should believe is Allah Azza wa Jal sent down those books as guidance and as constitution to guide the life of people. And that it is only when the people obey and follow the teachings of that book that they are able to attain the pleasure of Allah. And that not obeying the commandments of Allah Azza wa Jal in those revealed books is a sin and it is it is tantamount to rejecting Allah Azza wa Jal's invitation to Jannah. That is what it means. And now finally, as Muslims, you believe that all those books that have been revealed, Allah Azza wa Jal did not promise to protect them from corruption, from discrepancy. So as time went on, all the, the people who became the recipients of this message all those to whom the message was delivered and preached to they changed these books and today today it is very evident in what the bible has presented to the world today that when you reach the torah the the the, the pentateuch as it, as it is called the pentateuch as it is called you realize a lot of discrepancy. You see clearly it is not the revelation given to Nabi Musa wassalam. And when you read the gospel, you also see it is not the revelation given to Nabi Isa wassalam because we have the gospel according to Matthew, according to Mark, according to Luke, according to John. And also Paul also wrote quite a number of gospels and so on and so forth, quite a number of books and so on and so forth. All of these people are trying to give historical account of what happened and historical account of what some of the companions of Nabi Isa 
you know, handed down from generation to generation. They are trying to capture historical account. So this cannot be said to be the revelation that Allah Azza wa sent to Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam, or sent to Nabi Dawood or sent to Nabi Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. This cannot be said to be it, but it contains some of their messages. It is not entirely lost. Some of the messages are contained over there. It also contains the words of historians. It also contains a lot, a lot. Some even add pornography to the stuff it contains well briefly as a muslim you understand that these books have been sent from time to time you believe in them you have understanding that those books are books of guidance in their original form so now finally allah azawajal sent down the last testament as sheikh ahmed that will put it the last testament which is the noble quran and the noble quran allah azawajal has promised to protect it from corruption Allah Azza wa says, Inna nahnu nazzalna zikra wa inna lahu lahafizun. That verily we have sent down the azikr, al-Quran, wa inna lahu lahafizun. And we will guard it against any form of corruption. So the Quran, Allah Azza wa protected it from all kinds of discrepancy. That is why the Quran has been preserved. There is no any book on earth that has been fully preserved in the lifetime of the recipient of the revelation except the Quran. All the other messengers, it is after they are gone that some historians felt it is very important we start documenting certain things that transpired. And there is also issues with chain of narration. If they say the Gospel of Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you don't know which Matthew it is. You don't even know his history, who he was. What Matthew, what? You don't even know his surname. Can we trace his progeny, his genealogy, and how he arrived at what he has? Such things are not there with the Bible, unfortunately. But with the Quran, we have it completely written. We have it completely memorized. It has been transferred from generation to generation up to date. There is one Quran for the whole world. The whole world uses one Quran that has not been changed. Anyone who comes up with any other Quran besides the one that has been handed over generation after generation, it will be easily spotted. Just a child who memorizes the Quran could even tell what the, the true Quran is from what has been fabricated. So that is brief about, you know, Al-Iman Billah, the books of Allah Azza wa Jal. Now we have Warusulihi and the messengers of Allah. You also believe that the messengers, messengers has been sent by Allah Azza wa Jal to various nations and tribes. Among them are the Ulul Azm. When we say the Ulul Azm, they are the greatest, the leaders among all the prophets. So the leaders among the prophets are five. It starts with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, followed by Anabi Nuh alayhi salatu wasallam, followed by Anabi Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasallam, followed by Anabi Musa alayhi salatu wasallam, and Isa ibn Maryam alayhi salatu wasallam. These are the Ulul Azmi min al-Rusul. So in case someone asks who are the leaders or on top of the list as far as messengers of Allah are concerned, these are on top of the list. May Allah Azza send peace and blessings upon them and may we follow them in righteousness. Then we also have 
believe in the last day. The last day is the day of judgment. So every believer knows that the justice of Allah Azza wa Jal will be manifested fully on the day of Qiyamah. It is on the day of Qiyamah that Allah Azza wa Jal is going to reward every human being, every creation accordingly, according to our deeds. So as a Muslim, belief in this day tells you that there is a day of accountability. When you have a firm belief in the day of Qiyamah, it guides your conscience, it guides your choices, it guides your decisions because you know that this world is not the only place we have. There is an everlasting place we will be going and that is the day of Qiyamah. The day of Qiyamah is going to usher us into the everlasting world. This world is only a temporary place. This world is only a place for us to prepare our meeting with Allah Azza wa Jal. This world is for us to only enjoy a little as we prepare for the bigger enjoyment, which is the enjoyment of Jannah. May Allah grant us Jannah and save us from the fire of Jahannam. Naam, so that is about Yawm Al-Akhir. You believe in the Day of Judgment. You believe in the various signs that will transpire prior to the Day of Judgment. You believe in the various activities that will occur on the Day of Qiyamah. That is briefly about Yawm Al-Qiyamah. There are several ayat of the Quran that talks about this great day. There are several ahadith that also talks about this great day. That can be a whole lecture on its own, which this time will not permit us to go deeply into it. But this day has been given a whole lot of names. One of the names it has is Yawm al-Ba'as, the day of resurrection. Because it is on that day that Allah Azza wa will resurrect all dead souls and bring them back to account for their deeds. Another day, another name it has is Yawm al-Azim, great day. It is telling us how serious that day is going to be. How everybody is going to be, how everybody is going to face torment on that day and how some people are going to be so happy and honored on that day. It is indeed a great day because it is the day that all creations are going to assemble before Allah Azza wa Jal. It is a day on which kings will become, you know, non-entities. It is a day on which presidents will become non-entities. Everybody is standing naked in front of Allah Azza wa Jal. And everybody has surrendered totally to Allah Azza wa Jal without any reservations. So that is indeed a great day. Another name it has is Yawm al-Hasra, the day of grief and regrets. But the word used over here is hasra. Hasra is a kind of loss. A loss that cannot be recovered. Irrecoverable loss. That's what hasra means. Its fellow, its counterpart, hasra, the counterpart of hasra is khasra with khaun. And khasra means loss. But this kind of loss is one that you can recover. So for example, in the world when you engage in some business and then you, you run some losses, the responsibility that if you bounce back the following year, you are going to make some good sales. You are going to earn something quite impressive. But with the word hasra, it means this loss is irrecoverable. It is irreparable. It's a damage that is irreparable. So Allah Azzawajal describes the day of Akhirah, the Yawm Al-Akhir, as Yawm al the day of grief 
the day of regret, the day of loss that is not recoverable. So because the loss is not recoverable, some term it as grief. The person is going to fall in grief and regret, and the person is going to regret, but this regret is of no importance at all. It is also referred to as Yom Al-Qiyamah, the day of resurrection, when people will get up, the day of standing, when people will stand up, Describing how humanity will all line up before Allah Azza wa Jal for judgment. So this to the Muslim is no small day at all. And that is the purpose for which a Muslim should always guide his deeds. Because if you should cheat someone in this dunya, there is a day that Allah Azza wa Jal will manifest the justice. So people who are corrupt, who are stealing from the public purse, who are making life difficult for people here in this dunya and they go scot-free with it, they should know that a day is coming when Allah Azza wa Jal will parade all of us for Him Azza wa Jal and justice will be manifested. The people of Jannah go to Jannah, the people of Jahannam go to Jahannam. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant us Iman, Amalu Saliha, and cause us to die when we are in the pure state of Iman. Now we also have Wabil Qadri Khairihi wa Sharrihi and to also believe in the preordainment decree. And Qadr means everything that has been created, Allah Azza wa Jal has complete knowledge and has documented how everything will go on. Everything that will happen revolves around the wisdom and knowledge of Allah Azza wa Jal. How that happens, we don't know, but we believe everything happens according to the plan of Allah Azza wa Jal. Sometimes people ask, then how could justice be said to to emanate from Allah Azza wa Jal when Allah has already planned how the kafir is going to live his life to the end. Well, Allah Azza wa Jal made it quite clear that he created the human being out of his will and part of the will of Allah Azza wa Jal is that he granted him the faculties of differentiation, the various faculties with which, with which he can reason to make meaningful choices. So people are going to be judged according to their choices. So on the day of Qiyamah, if Allah Azza wa Jal chooses to punish someone, it is absolutely revolving around the justice and wisdom of Allah Azza wa Jal. If Allah chooses to forgive someone, it is also according to the justice of Allah Azza wa Jal. How exactly that is, no one knows. It is Allah Azza wa Jal who knows, and the wisdom and knowledge of Allah Azza wa Jal cannot be questioned. Neither can it be challenged. Allah Azza wa made it quite clear that on the day of Qiyamah, some people would say, if supposing you guided us, we wouldn't have ended up here. Then Allah Azza wa says, وَمَا لَهُمْ بِهِ مِنْ عِلْمٍ They don't have knowledge of what they are saying. This is just an assumption they are making. But the knowledge of that, it is absolutely out of their reach. May Allah Azza wa decree the best for us both in this dunya and the Akhirah, we submit to him, and it is only through his mercy that we are hopeful of salvation. Now, what Dalil ala hazihil arkanu sitta. It says that the proof in the Quran, or the proof, the textual evidence for all these six pillars that we have mentioned. Qawluhu ta'ala, it is a scene of Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah ta'ala, لَيْسَ الْبِرَّ أَن تُوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ قِبْلَ الْمَشْرِقِ وَالْمَغْرِبِ Allah says, it is not only righteousness that you turn your faces towards the east 
and towards the west. That is not what righteousness is all about. In other words, righteousness is not only about performing salah. That is not what righteousness is all about. But righteousness in its actual sense includes to believe in Allah Azza wa Jalla. And to believe in the last day. And to also believe in the angels. And to also believe in the divinely revealed books. And to believe in the prophets. In other words, that will include messengers of Allah Azza wa Jalla. So this belief system should be firmly rooted in your heart while you are performing these acts of righteousness. In other words, any act of righteousness that is not premised or that is not built upon the premises, the foundations of Iman, that act of righteousness is nothing at all, is of no benefit. If you are worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal, meanwhile you don't have Iman in all these things, then that act of worship will benefit you not. والدليل القدر and the proof for القدر which we have already explained قوله تعالى it is a saying of Allah Azza wa Jal إنا كل شيء خلقناه بقدر verily we have created everything with القدر with decree Allah Azza wa Jal has already created everything based on a certain decree so that is المرتبط الثانية the second level which is الإيمان in our next episode, inshallah, or in our next lesson, we will look at Al-Martabatu Thalitha, the third level, which is Al-Ihsan. Al-Ihsan, the highest level of Iman. We pray to Allah Azza wa Jal to put Barakah in the little that we have learned. May Allah Azza wa Jal keep us guided and grant us beneficial knowledge that would make us attain His pleasure in this dunya and the hereafter. والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته